Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, 8 p.m. That only means one thing, that the Big O' Bell podcast is live this weekend. This week, whatever. We got a lot to talk, to, talk about as some breaking news this came about, and I, I don't even know what it's about, but they told me literally a minute ago, so uh, this should be interesting. But nonetheless, it is Nigeria here, along with Will, Sellis, and Jamal. Damien should be joining shortly. Uh... Folks, how y'all doing tonight? Hanging in there. Another fine week. Another crazy week of wrestling. And we're back again to talk all about it here on your Big Gold Belt podcast. I am conflicted. Dark was over two hours, so that's a plus. Better than last week. But they literally had a dude come out to the Dynamite theme song. But then they also cut other people's entrances. I'm, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm very confused right now. I, you know what? It's so funny. Our our sheet of things we're going to discuss tonight, we aren't going to talk about that, and we're not going to talk further about the women's division and the big uh, blunders that are going on there. We talked about it a lot the last two episodes, so definitely go back to check those out. Um, what do you I mean? Gonna... Everybody has to be our preacher, be our live. Everybody's going to be tuning into that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get confused about Bleacher Report and Be Our Live being two yeah. separate things on separate nights. <laughs> yeah. Touche. <laughs> two different games. Yeah, next week is the final. We may have skipped over two matches. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't miss anything. Nah, nah. Oh, man. Two, two things I want to say really quick, folks. Definitely uh, do us a favor. And, um, you know, if you have it in, you help us out by joining our Patreon, which is going to be uh, definitely the focus this year is providing everybody early access to things. Not just the Big Gold Belt podcast, but all of Big Gold Belt media. So there's going to be um, early access to uh, all types of media content, whether it's movie news, movie reviews. Um, or even some spoiler talk, which, uh, you know, before things are actually going to be released. So that should be interesting for some folks who are, who be constantly begging me in the comments to let them know stuff. Well, hey, here's your opportunity to be able to join in uh, with us with that. And then in regards to wrestling stuff, uh, expect interviews, expect uh, uh, additional chats with us. I mean, if you all only knew that after every show, we definitely talk for about another 30 minutes or so. Uh, so this is your opportunity to hear what the hell we really, really want to say that we don't say just for the sake of uh, professionalism. Um, so definitely our Patreon, which is on our website, uh, you can find it there. Um, and you can even come in starting as low as a dollar. So anything helps, folks. Uh, also, I got to say, at Three Count Thursdays, our friends over there are also live right now, 8 o'clock. Um, Eastern Standard Time. So if you're just looking for somewhere to get some wrestling content, whether you're hanging with us or you're looking for somebody else, well, that's a good source to check out some uh, wrestling chats as they are live on Facebook right now, Three Count Thursday. What's up, fellas? So 
uh, definitely give them a shout. But okay, so this news. <laughs> so what just was announced a second ago? Because <laughs> I need to know. I'm confused here. Well, about the AEW games. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, because of, like something else could have happened. I don't know. But uh, the AEW games, a uh, two point show. Uh, another YouTube thing that AEW is doing, where they provide updates with the game uh, from the game makers. Uh, Kenny Omega is the host, as per his. EVP duties and uh, in the show tonight, it's only 20 minutes or so long, but basically they went over some of the nuts and bolts of the console game. Um, not necessarily an update per se, no, nothing as far as gameplay is concerned, but just a little a look behind the scenes, a peek behind the curtain as to how physically the game is made, the sounds that you hear, uh, the bumps, the, you know, weapons, and the one thing that was interesting, though, as they were using the uh, to capture sound, was that there were a number of different objects that they had to recreate with sound. And they actually got those objects. So I won't say what those are, but there seems to be an opportunity to take it, definitely peek under the ring and see what surprises wait you. Uh, so, yeah, the console game is definitely shaken up. And Omega said in a different interview uh, about a week ago that he would like to expect the game to be out first quarter of 2022, which would be about now-ish, first three months of next year. Um, also in the game, uh, he kind of, you know, uh, in the show, he kind of joked on uh, Xavier Woods, you know, like when they were talking about Creator Player, because Creator Player will be a staple of the new console game. And that's cool. And and, and Omega said, like, hey, I'm going to create Xavier Woods. And then we're just going to dog the shit out of him because he's trash. Uh, paraphrasing, of course, but you know, so yeah. that, that was fun. Um, alongside the console game, which is a you know, a bit of a ways away, there's two other games. One is the GM mode, and they had a little bit of a peak with that. Uh, that's a mobile game where basically it seems to be very similar to SmackDown versus Raw, um, but it we don't know how in depth it's going to go. Can you are you supposed to rule all of ratings on television? Like, how do you actually win? The, a lot of these things, I don't know. Um, you know, and obviously you don't get the rest of the matches, but it seems interesting. And in a way, it could work. But remember the EA Sports game, Head Coach? Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. I, it was One. a game. It was two games, it, though. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it was a game that nobody really asked for, but yet we're here, and I kind of wanted it. So I, I just hope it. that the it. GM game isn't is more along the lines of an actual manager simulator and not like EA Sports head coach where they just decided to make a cash grab because people complain that you know I don't really care about Madden I just want to draw plays. So the third thing and I think it's the most important thing is that there is the casino game and there's a question about that but I'll get to that in a second. The casino game is exactly what you think it is. It's a virtual casino featuring AEW stars. I don't know how that exactly works. It is a casino, so that in the U.S. that means it's usually eighteen and under. Uh, eighteen and under are prohibited. Uh, you got to be eighteen to gamble. Nineteen in some states, twenty-one in other states. How does that work exactly? Um, on the website, it says that in the Double or Nothing Casino. You can play AEW-branded uh, versions of slots, blackjack, poker, roulette, 
along with AEW music sounds, retro avatars, gift packs, and more. So how do you buy in? Is it actual money? Is it some kind of virtual currency? Can you play with Google Play Points? Like, how do you... Yeah, no, how does that work? Yeah, you would think if if it's a mobile casino game, a legit mobile casino game, then yeah, you're playing with real money. There's got to be like a exchange of funds to make Mm. it a legit mobile casino game, which there are plenty of out there. Yeah, that's the first thing. the, The first thing is jumping out at me from the screenshots that are up of it so far. It looks like they just took an existing mobile casino game and reskinned it and changed the color palette to black and gold. And they're calling it an AEW game. Yeah, look, here's what the it looks thing. like to me. I haven't looked at it yet, and uh, unless you guys want to share it, but like, here's the thing: that's a, that's a very notorious move that other, you know, smaller budget ones you would assume would do this. You wouldn't assume AEW and how much hype and presentation has been behind this that they would do something like that. I mean, I'd be 100 percent honest. Even Marie has a casino game, and that's what it is. It's absolutely reskinned as just another game with her mm-hmm. likeliness and her voice on it. But like you're not reinventing the real here. And to kind of hear this, that's a little bit of a surprise because I thought this was all going to be something like, you know, brand new, state of the art, whatever it may be. So uh I, I need I need to see these pictures. Like I need I need to see what the internet has already uh thrown to the garbage fire already. Well, the thing is, is that the pictures that you see aren't really much of anything. It's not like Orange Cassidy is a dealer or every um, dealer for, for Blackjack is Aubrey Edwards or one of the other referees or Tony Khan is a pit boss. It's, it doesn't seem to be that. It really just <laughs> seems to be like a generic game, oh. but on the table, it just says double or nothing. Or yes. full gear or whatever. Yeah, this is definitely the Windows 98 version of gambling app that was out there. Yeah. I definitely remember seeing that. In a way, I mean, it, it makes sense because, like you said, if the wheel's already been made, the, the whole groundwork of a casino game is already there. You don't need to reinvent all that. You just want to put your branding on it. Yeah. But what but, gets me is like looking at this poker shots. Like, like you said, the double or nothing logo is on the table. But other than that, that is it. It's like you can't you even put like a make one of these people's heads like Hangman Page or something. So you're playing poker with Hangman or something. It's like at least do a little more than just put the logo on the table. But I guess yeah. you got to see the, to what extent they're doing here. But the few shots that are out, it's just like like I said, it looks like make the color palette black and gold. Put the logo on some stuff. Are we good? Right. <laughs> keep working on the keep working on the PS5 game instead. <laughs> right. Right. You just would expect from how much hype and the the folks at hand here that there would have been a little bit more. I mean, this is not really a comparison, but like, you know, even when uh, WWE who is with the trashy 2k who just never does anything better from year to year, when they came out with undergrounds, they actually really put their foot into that. They actually develop a very unique game um, that I would never play, but like by looking at it, like you know, and and, and from the, the trailers and the footage I've seen on YouTube and whatnot, like they actually did not just say, "Well, here's another animated big head NFL blitz inside of the ring." It's legitimately a a new de- newly designed game where they could have easily said, "Hmm, let's just take the models out of 2K, put some big heads on it, and just let it go." I would have thought that, if, you know, AEW making a statement like we're coming out with a games division 
and they obviously got a set of developers and they got all these people who are visionaries and knows how to sell all sorts of merch. Kenny Omega, one of the biggest gamers in the world, should arguably, uh, you know, you would think that like there would have been a little bit more dignity to it to say like, no, nah, we're not going to put out anything. You know what I mean? And that's what that's exactly what that looks like. Our first appearance. There's zero chance that if I was a hardcore gamer or gamer gamer or gambler that I'm going down this this uh, path of playing. It just doesn't give me anything in no direction. But I will say this. I wonder if they were not allowed to do as much as they potentially wanted to do, which is still a, a good martyr from where they are now because they had to prevent the child lore. They had to prevent it being so flashy, so gimmicky that kids mm-hmm. were like, you know what? I got to play that. And they don't know what gambling is because if kids knew what gambling was, they wouldn't be asking their parents for so much, so much money for microtransactions on Fortnite, which is essentially gambling. You say you want money because you want that skin and you pay for your little pack and you may not ever get it. That is what I call gambling, folks. So, um, you know, I, I think I wonder if there were some regulations in regards to that. Uh, but even at the same time, too, they also could have just went the other route and said, we're just going to put a legitimate gaming um, that we want in the states that are allowing it. And gambling is slowly growing. You can now legally gamble in Virginia. What's up, Will? I would like to come over there and play some games, play some games. <laughs> <laughs> but in Maryland, um, D.C. also you can gamble. Maryland, you can't. So, you know, it's slowly growing, but... I, I don't know. I guess there must have been some pros and cons here. I'll be very interested to see what a 2.0 would look of this because right now this 1.0 looks like a beta that should have stayed in somebody's basement. Wait, 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 wait. You can gamble in Maryland. Um, yeah, but not on the, app on the phone. Yeah, I'm sorry, electronically, yeah. no. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, they literally built a giant <laughs> casino. Yes, you can three. Yeah, thank you for clearing it up. Electronically, you cannot gamble. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you're, we're talking about. Uh, yeah, the, I don't think you can in DC. They just opened up a sports book, and that's the first time right. that happened. Yeah. Okay. And Virginia's expanding it now to where the idea is going to be like it's going to be like out west, where like you'll walk into a Seven Eleven, and there'll just be a machine sitting there in the corner. Yeah. Well, 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 that's well, what DC, they're expanding to in Virginia slowly. Yeah, yep. DC and Virginia, you can now bet on um the MGM app and you can bet yeah. on the, the um the Cash Kings, what's it called? Whatever the 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 uh the other one, other little thing that was mildly popular and then went away and it came DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings, thank you. Yeah, so. all those are legal here now. Yep. Either way, look, we know the two things that are gonna happen in all the states. Marijuana's gonna be legal and eventually gambling's gonna be legal in every state. So like it's not a bad investment to say, like, I'm gonna get something in place for further to be utilized somewhere down the line. So but this again, beta, beta-ish <laughs> galore. So so fine, they released the game. Um to be fair, was anybody really look out of the games that, that we knew about, whether it was this one, the casino, uh, the GM mode or the console game? Was anybody really super hyped about a mobile casino game? No, no but it, 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 it keeps you busy. It keeps you busy, though. <laughs> so if I, yeah. if I want to play a mobile casino game, there's 50 million out there I could already play. Yeah. So, you know, this isn't this isn't giving me anything extra especially when like i said it no. just looks like they just slapped the logo on some stuff so why would i play that as opposed to one of the other ones i could play you know right already so, out there. so i think that people were like giving it and, and, and don't get me wrong ign still gave it an 8.9 but <laughs> I, I don't think that like 
being super critical about the mobile gambling game that you don't really care about anyway is like the end all be all. And I don't think it should reflect at all all about what any future uh, games would be coming out. Uh, AEW games didn't create the game. Uh, A third party did. And they just gave them the license to use that thing. Uh, The one thing that will be interesting, and it says it on the website, is players can win real AEW merchandise and and special and prizes in special tournaments and sweepstakes. So I wonder, you know, if like if they're actually using real money or not. I think that if like if you're putting down money, like two thousand dollar buy-ins to win an SCU T-shirt that you probably can't fit. <laughs> look, look. Plain and simple. If you enter, if you enter a AEW uh, poker tournament and you don't get the ring off of MJ, uh, MJ, MMFJ, MJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get the ring off of his hand in it, then like, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. Again, these are like, these are like, I, I, what should I say, adolescents. Lures AW merch, and you're talking about playing with real money, right? Right, so that's 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 kind of the thing that that's why it's really kind of hard for me to believe that people would spend and gamble with real money unless there's a very, very, very low ceiling like 50 bucks. Because what merch could they have other than a replica of the belt that's worth you know thousands of dollars? And uh, granted, uh, I mean, if they fly you into Jacksonville, I mean, are we talking about some serious? serious tournament pool prize money or are we talking about you know an SCU t-shirt dude I'm worried because I know how these fans are and I can hear somebody now saying like I spent the most ever (laughs) (laughs) and that's another thing too like because it is a virtual casino like is there any type of legal oversight to it um is the and internet the same way with like an offshore casino where anything goes? You can bet your wife, bet your daughter, bet a pig, and yeah. it is what it is. I don't I think I don't it's, know how that works. I think it's by state. I think it is because there was something about this before, but I think it's by state. But mm. yeah, these are things that, you know, I hate to say it, but like sometimes wrestling folks are so off the grid with their knowledge that. All they see is AEW, and all they see is an opportunity for them to have some type of notoriety attached to them because of this. So you're going to have somebody that's going to be like, well, I won the tournament. I won the most games. I spent the most money. I am now ass broke <laughs> in the yeah, back no, of- I mean, there's going to be those tryhards anyway, but but like, I guess the question is, uh, for what, though? Like, what could they possibly offer you that makes you want to, like, buy into this blackjack tournament to what, 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 okay, actually that is the question. What would it have to be? It's a hundred dollar buy-in in a blackjack tournament. What would the prize have to be for you to actually put down cash to enter into this tournament? And if blackjack's not your thing, it doesn't really matter. But the point is, what would it take for you to enter into an AEW mobile game tournament? Huh. Yeah, have like a trip on the line to like one of the pay per views and like front row seats, like that kind of deal, maybe. In, in the middle of, a, of the middle of the plague, I don't know. We're gonna bring, we're gonna bring you down to Daly's place for the week. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> I Jacksonville. I mean, right, yeah, right. Yeah, you want to have an all expenses paid trip. I need. I want. 
I want a Cody Rhodes uh, Black History Month shirt personally signed by him. That's not really what I want, but there's going to be somebody that's going to want that. Yeah, he's probably a Klansman. Yeah, but here's the thing. (laughs) No, but legit, like, I don't think nobody's rationality is ever going to, like, I, I don't... I don't even see the wrestling community at or, or any wrestling brand ever give a huge incentive that has just made sense anywhere. I mean, when you're talking about the amount of money people paid for three minutes with their favorite superstar, but, you know, they were so many rules and regulations about how you can record and whatnot, you know, the auctions that they do. Um, I, I just, I have never seen nothing that I just went out of the way for. Like merchandise is cool. Original merchandise would be cool, but we know that's never going to happen. You're never going to get a one of a kind anything. No, even but like, like, even if, that's fine. Even if even if the odds were two billion to one, and and you know that's 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 cool. But if it was something that you were you know good enough and competent enough to compete in, uh, for me, where if somebody was say like, hey, you know, we're going to do a thing, it would have to be something like super exclusive, like. An interview with Tony Khan, a one-hour yeah. inter sit-down dinner with Tony Khan. I tell you what, when the, when the real game comes out, if they held it like an esports tournament, and you know everybody was able to come out there, and you were nationally, um, your your gaming was nationally televised, or however they want to, you know, advertise it or whatnot, and you had the sponsors from other people involved, so there was a monetarial thing. So you you not only had a platform, but you got a spotlight recognition for the win, and do so. Then I would definitely be like, all right, I'll take that serious. I'll I'll play the the, the uh, AEW No Mercy and you know legitimately be invested on winning. But like the gambling aspect, there's just nothing. I there's really nothing that comes across as, as a like a I I'll do that. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I really pretty much. Know. Pretty yeah. much. So, so I just want to say really quickly, anybody listening to us too, like, is there any bit of lore to the casino game for you all? And if the casino game is using real money, which nine times nine times out of ten it is, what would be a comparable reward for playing in a tournament of some sort with a buy-in? I would say tickets to a. I mean, I know we can't go to a show right now, but tickets to a show or at least a future show pay per view, maybe that would be the ultimate. And the real poker tournaments and stuff is we're talking about big money, but we're also yeah, we're talking, talking about like wrestling. twenty grand, you know, hundred yeah. grand. And you you know you're not getting that in wrestling. So like what a hundred dollar buy-in for what a thousand? I, I mean, if, it, if you're still playing poker and it still is this, you still got to play the game to the extent of where where professional levels do. So like you're that's not even enough of a reward of the time you have to dedicate for it. So well, the game is available now on the <laughs> Apple Store um, for some people around the world because I'm seeing screenshots come in uh, from people. That have downloaded it and, and started to play it. So if you if you like it, uh, let us know why. If you don't like it, welcome to the club. But um, yeah. <laughs> not the reviews will be interesting to see yeah. you know, people actually start messing with it this weekend. Yeah. So let's uh, let's, let's let's talk about some uh, signings and whatnot. There's a, there's some shaking up of some things going on across wrestling and all brands right now. New people uh, becoming elite. New people uh, finding a place to call their narrative their home. And then you have the biggest performance center uh, class of women signed to WWE 
all at once. Uh, huge class, nonetheless. Um, also, should I note that the Xbox Live server has been down for four hours today? Well, literally, I just tried getting on and I got on. So knock on wood. I don't know if it's working for some or not. They're working on it, but I got on. <laughs> oh, okay, I just because, well, you know. The, the question was, should you mention it? No, because we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you want you, you to rumble? We we don't care. Me, me, me and Jamal gonna outnumber you. <laughs> me and two chains are tag team partners right yeah, now too. Yeah, my my, my little uh, modem is sitting right beside me. <laughs> <laughs> we are split right down the middle on this show. Uh, but gentlemen, uh, I, I just want to know, uh, based on all the different things, uh, what kind of stands out to you in regards to uh, the, the different moving pieces all over the world, uh, all over the world, all over the wrestling community? Which one of these uh, different things kind of um, is intriguing to you? I, I'll start off by saying this is that um, I think Jamal was the one who said that EC3 will be a good fit for ROH. And I did not think it was. And I thought that we were going to get more of a Matt Hardy, the Hardy Boys movement of going around the the, the different um, promotions and really building himself back up, controlling his narrative is his thing. And he did the thing with Impact with Moose, and then he went to ROH, and he's doing the thing with uh, the Briscoe, and he ended up catching COVID, so he was out. The match didn't happen. And while the match probably still should happen, you know, I think there was still a little bit of more work on the independence he could have did. Um, you know, NWA, uh, which is on life support right now, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen something happen with there. Who knows what happens? AW, you know, maybe a little bit of something there. I mean, dude, run, run around the world. Do a bunch of things. New Japan would have been an absolutely great thing for him. But he cut the tour short, short and he's with ROH. If he's truly cont- uh, controlling his narrative, hopefully ROH is paying him and he's still able to do uh, the world tour that I think he should have did because the WWE run didn't help him. It did give him a little bit of step back. And I think that um, he's still fairly young and um, he's still in good shape. And I think that there's still a lot, a lot left in the cam. So him signing, I hope it's just for security, but I hope it ain't for just the idea of just being stuck on the island because... Um, I don't know. I mean, even with the new identity at ROH with, you know, pure wrestling and, and whatnot, it doesn't quite fit that, but maybe he wants to prove that. And I think if he does wants to prove that he is a legitimate wrestler, then getting involved with people like Jay Lethal and, and Gresham and Yuta, I think that that makes sense. I think, you know, I would love to see EC3. Uh, and, and Tracy Hassos Williams. Also, this match that, you know, side note, this match with him and O'Shea Edwards that's about to go down. I don't know how I'm going to have to watch it, but I need to see this on all accounts. Who O'Shea is officially with ROH. So maybe these are things uh, to come in the future, along with the, you know, there are a couple of other signings that they've just had. So EC3 one kind of caught me a little off guard. I did not quite see that, but it looks like ROH says, Hmm, we have a lot of money left from that Marty Scroll thing. Let's start spending that. And they locked up a lot of people <laughs> over the last two weeks. So, hey, man, if one person has to be sacrificed for the better good of O'Shea, Sledge, and EC3, then I'm with it. <laughs> oh, man, that Kerry guy, man, he's over there, man. He's doing he's doing things. He's, he's, he's trying to keep him afloat, even though that 
Uh, still don't know where to find them on television. <laughs> uh, but y'all, what, what else was, uh, as far as with signings and stuff like that, rather Performance Center or rather the biggest free agent that landed on AEW? <laughs> so that's what I want to talk about. So I'll say this. Paul White is the biggest heel turn of all time because he's literally <laughs> turned on two companies and signed with the opposition in oh. two times of his career. When he went from WCW to WWE, now going from w, uh, WWE to AEW. But, you know, and once again, he makes a heel turn every other month. So I, I just think he's the biggest heel turn of all time. But in, in realistic sense, I think this may be good for him just to make him more on the commentary side. I don't want to see him wrestling again. But when his contract was saying, hey, we're going to put some commentary clause in it, I think this could be good for him, for him as that career change for him to be on the mic or as a voice. But I really think this signing was dealing with Shaq signing. I don't think Shaq will be available for AEW. So now put okay. the other one with Big Show or not Big Show, excuse me, Paul White in there to make him that that big figure for AEW. That was the first thing that jumped out at me. And the first thing I said this week when this did. came out of left field, and I agree this whole Paul it. White thing. And the first thing that came to my damn mind was like, is this an emergency signing? Cause Shaq can't go in the next week and mm-hmm. they need a giant. And I guess we're gonna find out how quick that may or may not be the case. But yep. The whole factor of him being a commentator, mainly, they're saying, as opposed mm-hmm. to a wrestler, that's – I'm not sure what to think of that. We never really heard him do commentary before. He's acted and been like you mm-hmm. know, done skits and done character work. Mm-hmm. But commentary and on YouTube, no less. Mm-hmm. The whole strategy of putting him on a new YouTube show on Monday night, I'm not sure what they're doing. It's, it's odd to me. I got to see it in practice first. But is he replacing Shaq? That's what I'm wondering. I'm really wondering about that. Okay, before hold on, hold on. Before Jamal get in there, two other things I want to throw out there. There's some other news attached to the Big Show move, and that was obviously you 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 mentioned one you mentioned one about him coming in a commentary role, mm-hmm. but commentary for what? Has you for a YouTube show? But you talk about like play by play or like like a stand? No, 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 no. Uh, the YouTube show. The YouTube show called what elevation. elevation yeah quick thoughts of this elevation what do we make of this this is a this is a third show this is not the third show but this is a third show yeah well well uh, how, about, how about this um I'll, I'll get to that in the news because that's not okay. because we are talking about free agents and that we there's still a lot more free agents out there um but yeah we will talk about elevation a little bit further on in the news and what that actually means for uh, the show itself. Um, I have a rundown of what Tony Khan says it's going to be, but what does that actually mean? And we'll, we'll discuss that in a little bit. Okay. I guess, I guess my question, of course, about the big show, Paul White, Captain Insano, the giant, all coming <laughs> to uh, AEW. I've never heard him on commentary before. Yeah, that's what I was exactly. saying. Myself. I was saying this is a good. I was like, where, where did he ever get a rubbable voice? <laughs> well, sometimes it doesn't have to do with the voice. It can do with the presentation of what you're doing. So, for example, think of JBL. Before JBL got in the mic, did you ever think that he'll be as good in commentary as he was? Even though he's, I've, I've never well made fun of his performer. voice, though. I mean, I've never like right. heard JBL and, and go like, his oh, voice yeah. actually annoys me. The Ooh. with the Big Show, he kind of has like a frog in his throat. I mean, he's not, he's not exactly like a news anchor quality. Yeah, I mean, and there, there's the, you know, the pre-show stuff, the after-show stuff. Like, you can yeah. look at certain wrestlers. You can say Mustafa Ali could be on commentary. He has yeah. a certain 
presentation to him and how he delivered. I had never seen anything, even Big Show being in movies, his own TV show. I never said like, man, that's a voice I want to hear all the time. Think about his voice in those roles. Like every TV role or movie role that he's been in is for a comedic sense. But okay, if, cool. you change, if you change that tone, somebody can get a different tone for a different mechanic or whatever they need to do for that. I would love to see the Big Show commentary for the Nickelodeon side at NFL production. Oh, I think no. that would be great for him. Get him with the splat. <laughs> get him going nuts. Like, at this point now in his career, I think we know what he, what he is. I don't think there's any left. And I like if I'm wrong, then we'll, we'll talk about it in uh, whenever it comes out. But like I, this is not one I will put any bit of my AEW uh, casino money on at all. Not one bit. <laughs> I have faith. I have faith. <laughs> so I guess my biggest thing is number one, we haven't seen him in commentary. It does say in the press release that he will wrestle again. So mm-hmm. cool, but also I haven't seen him wrestle since the Instagram, Twitter post came out where he dropped, you know, four hundred pounds of of and got just straight up cut and and all this other stuff. Um, he's been responding to people on Twitter saying like, yeah, I still got a lot left in the tank, and maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe he left WWE realizing that a Legends contract. Considering that his name isn't Rick Flair, means that he's just going to go there to take a bump once a year for Legends Night on Raw <laughs> and stand there and look like an ass in, in front of Hulk Hogan and Farouk and Austin and whoever they um, bring out. Now he actually has a chance to kind of do something. And to be fair, Edge and Christian did something. Um, Flair is actually doing stuff. Maybe it's a non wrestling capacity, but he's doing stuff. The Big Show has been sitting on the shelf and he hasn't really been called up to do anything. So, what, yeah, it makes sense for him to kind of leave. And then they say, hey, if you want to if you want to work a couple matches, cool, we may be able to throw you in an angle. And then, of course, if you want to um, you know, do the commentary thing, well, he's never done that before. So I can understand why he's there. It's totally a new beginning as he's maybe shifting to the third gear of his career. I mean, he's been in this business for 20-something years. He's pushing 50. He's 49. So, yeah, so this is definitely the third not, act. Yeah, he's definitely not dead yet. So I definitely think that it's something that he could definitely transition to as he you know, shifts from full-time performer to full-time commentator, part-time performer, commentator only. And I can definitely see a scenario where, like, Jericho in five years joins him. And also, backstage producer – Maybe he works with some of the bigger guys to use that size, use that power. You know, they're, they're, you, I've been told you can't teach that. Well, maybe Big Show might. <laughs> you you will be great on commentary. This, you know, you know, you know that. Don't hype him too much. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there, there, were, there were there were plenty of requests asking for his uh, presence in commentary for a certain brand that no longer existed. So you could have mm-hmm. solidified your. <laughs> is, it, is it the same place where you could uh, gamble on your phone? God damn it! <laughs> hey, look. All I'm saying is, if if you folks have been a fan of us a long time, uh, there's some. There is a trio of people I would pay top dollars to see on commentary. And that is you, Dennis of the Square Circle Sirens, and Angela's oh. Lane. If the three of that could be oh, a thing, God. I I would I would pay 
I will any promotion that is desperately looking <laughs> for commentary, which it would be criminal to put Andrews Lane on commentary. If you don't put her in your ring, just just stop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I, I I would do it. I love Dennis. Uh Dennis is a hero. Uh, you know, love that man to death. Angelus agrees that I love Dennis. And <laughs> you know, he's he's such a great guy, smart as a whip. And you know, you know honestly, Angelus is a is a really yeah, she's, she's exactly um, a person. Angelus is the queen of Virginia. That's that's where we're going to leave that here. She 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 is the queen, and she's probably single handedly was the demise of a certain entity that no longer. <laughs> we'll go with that. That sounds like the noble way out. But then, really quickly, before we get to our halftime break, so uh, let's talk about the, the the performance center signings for um, WWE, which is their largest NXT mm. record. Which I I didn't even realize is that true because like wasn't the Saudi Arabia group like all of them? I don't think they all came at the same time though, and I think that's the what whole they're country. Probably. <laughs> I mean, they had the largest tryout, and you know they weren't right. leaving that country without signing all of them. I mean, we seen the last time they tried to. Uh, not not do the Saudis right. <laughs> they didn't leave. So uh yeah, but nonetheless, we're really quick before we get to our break. Um, there's a bunch of names on here. Anybody, we'll just go around, everybody just bring out one name that they want to talk about, and uh we'll go from there. And I'm definitely starting with Taya Valkyrie, which was a no-brainer for me signing here. The reason why she had to sign here is because she's done everything in in in, in regards to wrestling. She has been to the top of the mountain in every promotion she's ever touched. The reason why this makes sense is because you would have to think because of how WWE is not wrestling, but WWE that there's people on this roster that she wants to lock up with at least once before it's all said and done. But that's not the biggest thing. Cause I don't think she has nothing to prove inside the wrestling ring. It's the idea that her branding goes to the next level. They're close friends with Ms. and Maurice. You've seen what that couple did. Your husband's already Hollywood. You put the two of them together, and then you say USA or uh, or um, who's uh, Peacock or uh, what's what's the ultimate? What's the brand over both all of that? Forget real quick. Comcast. Universal? Comcast. Comcast. Thank you. Yeah. M- yep. NBC Universal. Yep. Hey, we're here, and I'm pretty sure when you think about what she's doing with her clothing line and her just her her, her mind for fashion that she had to look at the bigger picture. And I think it's easy to say, look at our friends over here. Look what WWE has done for them. We need to be thinking the same thing. Life after wrestling. Johnny Morrison has nothing else to prove. This is why he's happy collecting the check. And I think she has to come in there, have a good one to two year in NXT. And then after that, coast it out. I don't think it's nothing else but just collecting the check and thinking about what this brand can do for her brand. And WWE absolutely elevates everybody's brand if you come in there with the with the right mindset. So this is a good signing and good move for her. And I'm excited to see what the wrestling uh, with uh, holds for her. But ultimately, I'm happy for her because I'm I, I know this is going to really uh, shift her career, uh, take her career to the next level outside of wrestling. So good for her. And uh, how humble she is in doing so. Because you would think somebody like her would probably think, like, it's a guarantee that she'll be there. She deserves to be there. I mean, you can say she's within the top five, absolutely top ten of all women in uh, pro wrestling in the last ten years. So uh, you would think that she would think that she deserves it. But she was still humble. 
And um, I think she's going to carry that mentality into some uh, in, into her her last shift in her career. I'm going to uh, jump in and make yeah. this real quick to keep everything moving. Number one name that jumps out at me, the son of the dog faced gremlin Bronson <laughs> Rhett Steiner. I'm excited to see what may happen here. He's six foot tall, 230 pounds, was a running back at Kennesaw State University. And WWE highlighted him very big in this class. So he's coming in as just a big old guy with a pedigree from WCW. So really, I'm, really, I'm, I'm excited. Son of the dog face gremlin could be a lot of fun. Really quick, where is Rick Steiner? I have not seen him since WCW. That's a good point. Nothing. Good point. Good point. He Nothing. was like a, he was working for a school system in Georgia at some point. Hmm. I remember that. I tell you, that's a that's an unsung of one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like that's a person that named it doesn't quickly come to my mind, but when I think about the matches and that and everything, yep. easily one of my favorites. Jamal, uh, Priscilla Kelly. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. just to see like yeah, she's been on the Indies for a very long time. She's been on the bubble for a very long time, and now that she's in NXT, what exactly does that mean? You know, who will she become? What will happen? Uh, that's probably the most interesting bit of it. Um, and yeah, it's just interesting to see where she goes goes from there and and whether or not they know what to do with her. Um, she can obviously do the work, but maybe her personality doesn't fit in the WWE. There's no there's no question that you know, she's going to create some buzz being the ex-wife of Darby Allen, but all that aside, you know, she's just certainly more a more than capable, more than competent wrestler who obviously should be on TV long before this. But is she is TV ready for her? I just want to say two things really quick. We we talked about her maybe a couple of years ago and we talked about she yeah. had it all. But what she well, it was the spot her around the world that yeah. kind of was a problem. And you would think with the evolve thing happening that. That's a good indication that she should get signed. But again, like you said, it's TV ready for her. And I have to say that the p- biggest catalyst for this happening is Shotzi Blackheart, who was another one that you're just like, I don't know if that works for them. And they completely let who she is on the indies in NXT. So with a good bit of faith, we're hoping that we get, we hopefully, we hope that sh- she gets to bring her same aesthetic and personality that's made her wildly popular on the indies in there because she can do the work in the ring. Not even a question. I forget how old she is, but I know she's super young and uh, is and is completely has all the tools. So I'm with you on there. Go ahead, uh, you want me to go? Uh, so I'm gonna go with Sean Ricker. Uh, he's gonna be known as LA Knight, I think. Um, formerly known as Eli Drake. That's that's the one I had. But the one, the reason why I picked him because. Even though WWE signed a lot of people to these, you know, contracts for NXT to be in a performance center, I'm wondering how many are going to get a fair shot to make it to that next level. Um, because the numbers do count. Are there going to be spaces for them? And by him being a former world champion, you know, are they going to give him his due diligence or does he have to work his way like nobody knows? Um, so that's that's the thing I have with these signers. I have high hopes for everybody. I hope they do well, but we'll see what happens. So a, a small little funny thing. I'm on the WWE Performance Center website and the big show is still part of the social media powerhouse pictures. So that's funny in and of itself. Uh, for me, the talent that I was most looking forward to, and I had to confirm it again, it is uh, Angela Arnold, Booker T student known as AQA, a reality of wrestling. I've seen her down here the last two years. Uh, 
Uh, she, by far and away, makes it look so easy. She looks bored. Uh, you've ever seen those kind of athletes where they just are fluid, seamless, and once they put it all together, they're like tip-top, cream of the crop. Go back and check out, anyone who's listening, go back and check out her cage match, AQA's cage match versus Hyon, uh, who also should be signed, but that's beside the point. Uh, I think that one, above all, that and Parker Boudreaux, obviously, because he looks like Brock Lesnar, is two <laughs> of the people that... You know, I'm most looking forward to, and we've seen Zoe Stark already on NXT kind of get that rub yesterday uh, with Io Shirai, and I'm looking forward to see, to, to your point, Celis, of just where is everybody going to land? Because a lot of these deals, some of them are just three-month deals. You know, yeah. They're not like two, three-year deals like they were signing back in the day. These are real quick, hey, can you do well, this? Are you Are you up for this? Go ahead. And I was just gonna say because if you if you notice some are our performance center contracts and mm-hmm. some yes. are NXT, NXT contracts. contracts and I think that's that's important. It's a difference. Yeah, language is important. Like I'm uh, rooting for Anthony Henry because he's been around for a long time. That was time. my second pick. That was my second pick. Yeah. But I, I don't know where he's gonna stack up in that low. It's a loaded well, roster at this point. NXT yeah. ball thing is coming. So there you go. Uh, also, I got to shout out Christian Casanova. I mean, I. I, we all kind of hinted, it, it was all hinted that it was happening, but reality yeah. is real by seeing it. I'm just gonna say one other quick thing, and then we're gonna get uh, give, give it to sellers. Parker, I will say this: regardless of not ever seeing him in the ring, this dude gets branding like no other. Mm. Yeah, he, I, uh, you can say Paul Heyman, whatever, but this dude gets branding. He has the right people in his corner right now because the way how he feels like a figure already in the wrestling business but has never been in the ring is mildly mild-blowing to me. He just gets the part that what businesses and companies look for. Someone who can elevate your brand while you elevate down. You help me, I help you type of thing. And he will bring eyes with him. So um, My man is 22 years old, man. He's 22, 6'4", 300. Jesus. Yeah, so... Hey everybody, this is Damian G from the Big Gold Belt Podcast. And if you're located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area like I am, and you have an old school gaming arcade itch you want to scratch, I suggest you go to Free Play Arcade that has three locations throughout the DFW area in Arlington, Richardson, and Fort Worth respectively. It's got all your classic arcade faves from Pac-Man to Pinball to Street Fighter 2. It is your one-stop shop for all your arcade needs. Add to that a full-fledged bar with multiple beers on tap along with impeccable and strict cleaning and social distancing protocols. It's been rated five stars by the Dallas Morning News for four years running. That is Free Play Arcade. You can find us at freeplayinc.com slash save the arcade, where if you want to contribute and you can't make it out to the arcade, you can purchase gift cards, swag, t-shirts, stickers, coasters, and the like. That is freeplayinc.com slash save the arcade. And I hope to see you there. All right, so look, here's here, I'm gonna give it to sellers. We got something coming up in the next couple of weeks, but we're gonna kick it off tonight. Uh, introduce what we got going on. This is a return of something from 2017. So our folks that's been with us for a long time may be familiar with what this is, but sellers, I'm gonna hand it off to you. Uh, what you got? So what we got is something that's gonna be, like you say, coming from 2017. We got our BGB March Madness bracket of 2021. Well, where we voted for seven theme songs for each one of us 
to put on a spreadsheet and it's going to be out of 32, you know, main brackets like you have for March Madness. And we're going to battle it out to see what theme song we think is better and how it's going to move forward. Now, granted, I did say 32, but we actually have 36 songs, 36 songs, because in 2017, glorious Bobby Roode was our defending champion during that time. So think about what the time was back in 2017 to where we are now. So at the bottom here, I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Two change. We still good on my screen, right? Yeah, okay. I'm try, trying to get you on the screen, but we'll just do a full screen there. <laughs> no um, and anybody who's you know listening back to this, we're definitely going to try to keep it as verbal as we can, so you can uh, kind of visualize for yourself. We'll have this information up as well for you too. So absolutely, worry. absolutely. So we got four play-in games and or two play-in games before competing against each other. And the winner of these two playing games will go into the main bracket 32, just like the March Madness do with their playing games where the 68 goes to the 64. Now, how they were ranked, they were ranked purely based off YouTube views based on the song. So once again, you might see some things like, why is Kurt Angle TNA ranked 14th, you know, compared to other songs? It's just purely off of YouTube views when we link that to our sheet. And each one of us had seven songs to choose from. We put them in and the one defendant champion got the automatic one seed, which is Bobby Roos 27 hit glorious. So this is how we do it. It's five of us. So out of the songs that we have, we're going to pick which one we will vote out of the matchup. Since it's a five of us, it's going to be an odd number. The number with the most votes moves on. Does it make sense for everybody? Uh, okay. I thought we were including the fans with the with the voting process. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Well, here's, we, we, we will. We could definitely push that in for a little bit later. But at least to start off, all five of us can do the playing game, which will Got be it. here. Um, Black Sheep by A Kid, uh, Tony Denali. And then we got a business theme song and then Joe Hendry. Those were the four lowest ranked from uh, YouTube. So let's start with Black Sheep versus Tony Donati. Where so, oh, go ahead, 2 James. So hold on. So two things really quick, because we're, we're officially starting the tournament. The, the, if anybody's seen March Madness, you know, like there's always buy-in. So we're officially starting the tournament next week, which means that if you're listening to this, you do have opportunity to be uh, – uh, another uh, beacon of voting for <laughs> by, I was about to say another voice, but like we can't hear you. Um, so you know we're, we we we're going to place our votes, obviously. Uh, but right. if we want to hear from you all uh, in in regards to the buying these four different ones, which we will have a poll up on um, on our Twitter page at BGB Group, um, pinned to the top where you can place your vote as to which one of these four theme songs is your favorite. I will make sure that uh, you do understand that we say theme songs, strictly the music, not the intro. Just the music, just the so, music. You know, take everything, all the theatrics out of it, because there's so many variants in that. Just <laughs> pyro don't count. Yeah. <laughs> yes, pyro <laughs> don't count. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, like, yeah, that person may not be a winner, but their music may be good. So, like, yeah, that's just strictly music, so... Um, we will, I mean, yeah, we, we can definitely put our two cents in now, but you know, I, I already um, want to gripe. I already want to complain. What do I go ahead? Put your complaints in. Cause you know, we, we can't have a March madness without at least some people that missed out or mismanaged. So, okay. To, to, to BJ Billis, to BJ Billis for two seconds here. Why <laughs> the hell is break the walls down a 15 seed? What? That is, surprised that, me. That surprised I, me. That's one I, of our at-large bids that people didn't watch the YouTube. I, I can I can tell you why. I can tell you why because that was one of mine. Because there's numerous renditions of it. So 
while mm. one may have been played more than the other, there was a version one, there was a version two, there was an extended. So like, I I didn't look for the most popular yeah, one. Yeah, almost got one. mixed like yeah, fifty times. Whatever yeah. it was, you know. So, um, we'll, look, I'll tell you what. For the sake of time, we will, uh, we will, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll give our votes and stuff for it. We won't do it on the show because we got to listen to it, too, which if you are listening to us live, we'll be playing snippets of the song. That way you can know exactly what song we're talking. Who about. the hell is Tony Donati? <laughs> <laughs> well, see. how the hell did he get in our tournament? Uh, you want to ask the person that put him in there? We'll see. We'll see. That's it. Look, let's get to our last topic. For tonight. <laughs> Look, folks, definitely jump on the Twitter. Um, we're going to have the, the voting thing up. If Will can throw that up there in a second. Oh, we'll we'll do it at the end of the show at some point. Yeah. Um. We that way you can we can have it um, up for the weekend. Be all good. Yep. 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 So definitely need jumping on the um the Twitter page and uh help your <laughs> help Tony Donati get in. <laughs> is, is this going to be the Cinderella seat? Could he be the playing game? Yeah. That's the knockout of one seat. Let the Florida uh coast uh Gulf Coastal uh somehow make it. <laughs> Florida Gulf Coast, uh, the Hampton Pirates. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, all right. So our last topic for tonight uh, that we're going to be talking about is we have to talk about the Miz, folks. Oh, we do. Can I go first on this? Yes, our new sure. Mr. Kennedy. Yes, oh, sure. Let, me, let, me, let us bring us back in real quick. There we are. There we are. <laughs> so let me say this. I've already, you already know, Mr. Kennedy, that's that's a separate topic. That's that's my heart. But when we talk about The Miz as a first ballot Hall of Famer, you just even solidified <laughs> oh, him even no, more. No, you said first ballot? Oh, first ballot. God. I mean, <laughs> literally, his first, he's going to get the edge treatment if he needed to. <laughs> so, like, literally, all right, now, granted, he's a two-time WWE champion now. And once again, he's a two-time Money in the Bank winner to cash in for his WWE championship. And he's hit every single gold you can have in WWE. You have to give him credit. And once again, he's been Mr. Longevity. Knock on wood, he's never been injured or anything long-term where he has to be off a show. And he's one of the best charisma and mics of all time that's been in this business. Once again, you compare him to Roddy Roddy Piper, just what Roddy didn't even have the WWE Championship during that time because he does similar things. I am very appreciative of what they're doing to the Miz in this, but I will say this curveball. I don't think he should carry the belt into Mania, and mm-hmm. I hope, I really hope that they do Bobby Lashley his due justice of being a WWE champion. And I really hope they wait to make WrestleMania where he can have that moment for the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this has been a fun week. The curveball that got thrown at us at Elimination Chamber with The Miz mm-hmm. coming in and cashing in, taking the title off of Drew, and then the follow-up the next night. The next night, I thought things got real interesting because it, now it is really about the Mrs. Champ is awesome. It's been a long damn time. You think back to that. What WrestleMania was that when he main evented? 27. That was, like, that was yeah. my first WrestleMania, 27. So we're talking almost a decade for him to get back here. But he's back here. And Lord knows, like, I, the way the first thing that hit me is like, God damn, he has found a role for himself mm-hmm. anywhere on the card the entire time he has been there. That man knows how to just make sure he is getting used at all times. So, hey, it's, it's, it is what it is. He cashed in the briefcase, much like he did the first time. I look at it as a transition. We're getting the pieces in place. We're still two months out from WrestleMania. And Monday, yeah, it was all about The Miz, but it was also about Bob Lashley. 
Bob Lashley is, I cannot call him Bobby now. That man is too damn jacked and too damn bad to be called Bobby. <laughs> that is Bob <laughs> Lashley. <laughs> Bob Lashley's going to WrestleMania, folks. I don't know how quick it's going to happen, but The Miz is going to be the vehicle to get him to WrestleMania. Yes. And I'm real excited for it. That's the other part mm-hmm. of the story. But all of it, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a bunch of much needed life injected into Raw, I thought. Oh, it needed all that. 100%. 100%. Good yeah. for the miss. Go good, good for the miss. Um, you know, I, th- I think this is the thing that he, you know, winning the championship. You know, it's just what second or third reign, something like that. You know, yeah, second reign. So good, so good on him. Now, granted, he was a part of the worst WrestleMania in modern history. Um, <laughs> the, it's the, not his fault. He, I mean, well, that's that's not the problem. The, the point is that he was. Uh, but the idea is a bit of foreshadowing. Well, we talked about the Big Show and how Vince didn't use him, kind of sitting there, ready, raring to go. He's that old pitcher that'll still give you a couple innings. He's still got a lot left in the tank, so he says. And he went to AEW. Is The Miz rapidly approaching that point? No. Not that he, not that he ever leaves WWE because he's a lifer and he's drunk the Kool-Aid. It's injected into his veins. But the point is, is that after a certain point, is there something else for him in WWE because he's kind of running out of things that he could legitimately do and it's meaningful anymore. Yeah. I think, I think what the Miz does. Okay. Number one, I want to say that the Miz is the absolute epitome of being a product of the system of WWE. Very Um, true. He has hit every plateau in the ring. He has touched every bit of their marketing outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. You can, he calls himself the A-lister, which is a gimmick. He's never had an A-list movie, but sure as hell has had a bunch of them, and that fills up the IMDb left and right. <laughs> Those guys that are royalties are still cashing in. A hundred percent. And like, like that Marine Mantle from John Cena. <laughs> yeah, and then and you never know what what opportunity allows for him. I mean, you know, with again how the the, the streaming service worlds are, you can get him a brand new exclusive film. That is uh, that is Netflix Netflix or Paramount. I mean Paramount. Um, Peacock. Peacock. Excuse me. Which he's already in your brand. He's already has a rapport with USA. Which the Miz, the Miz, the the what is it called? Miz and Mrs. Miz and Mrs. Mrs. Thank you. Yeah, is there? It has been renewed. It was renewed before the first season even ended. Which is you know in this in this day new season new season in April. They've already announced it. This this is this is this is great stuff. It's doing views. I mean. In the in the Todd Chrisleys of the world, his oh, shows is right up there. You know what I mean? So um, I think that there's way, way too much for him to leave uh to uh to uh be leaving all on the table if he left WWE. But in regards to wrestling and inside the ring, I think he's one of the best uh, talkers on the mic. He's a safe worker, he has longevity on his body, and I think yep. he's the better version of um of uh Dolph Ziggler, who the Miz can work anybody. Mm-hmm. No one gets hurt. No mm-hmm. one complains. And you, I, I don't know who said it, but like when you think about the things that they said the Miz went through as far as hazing, getting to this point and stuff like that, he, again, he's just another person that you can always look to. All these new recruits can always say that no matter how hard it is now, I can be that guy. And like the Miz may not be the biggest name, but he's the one of the most solidified names. And I think that is just as important uh, when it comes down to it, I mean, for every and that's cool, but does he take that 
and he and he wraps it up in WWE and goes anywhere else. Obviously, nope. everybody says AEW, but does he go anywhere else for any point in his career nope. just to, because he has something to prove again? Nope. I, nothing, I don't think so. Nothing, nothing think to so. prove. Him and Randy Orton, nothing to prove at all. Cena, nothing to prove. I mean, these WWE guys, you work at the highest level in the highest company and done everything. And regardless of whatever you're doing in the ring, those checks are still coming in. I like to be honest. The big show leaving is a big head scratcher to me because I again I'd sit in in our in our in our uh, other chats and stuff that Netflix deal with WWE Studios as yeah. a distribution, sir. You had one season of a show that was filling a void that Fuller House left, so yeah. you are going to get a season two, but you're not no longer on WWE Studios. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so at all. And we know how when, you know, AEW plays checkers, WWE plays chess. And the Peacock deal was a chess move, a huge chess move. So I would imagine if they start to say like, well, what about Netflix? Nuh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Not That's done. That's yeah. over. <laughs> not so. I, I, I just, the Miz would, and again, the Maurice is, Maurice is not in the ring. I guarantee you there's a check coming to their residence <laughs> with WWE's uh, label on the top of it. And I think that when you bring it in, a WWE check, a USA check, uh, a NBC Universal potential check, <laughs> there's no way you leave it. You're leaving all that on the table. So like, and, and again, going back to Taya Valkyrie and uh, Johnny uh, Morrison, they're going to be thinking to myself like, oh, they so set. And Maurice is just could be at home and, Having the cameras follow her and whatnot, man, this is. Oh, a- they're looking for a spinoff. Totally, those two. <laughs> <laughs> Morrison's Ariana is his buddy, so you know those two are thinking, "How do we get a spinoff out of this deal? How do we become the? How do we get the house next to them and be like their nosy neighbors that show up in every episode?" Yeah. Well, just remember it was Agatha all along. That's the first thing I want to tell you. <laughs> so, so, second, secondarily, okay, the Miz can go to be again a game show host because he's already done that. Put him on the broadcast booth. He'd be a lot more believable than the big show, to be quite honest. He can do everything. I can, I can see The Miz as a TV dad, like not a reality show, but like on a sitcom. He'll be that yeah. dad who still thinks he's cool and his kids hate him. So yeah, he can like do that. John Stamos? Pretty much. Just not as cool. But uh, And he got Maurice. Like, let's look at his WWE career as a whole. Two-time, what, Grand Slam champion all yeah. around? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he got Maurice. <laughs> and he's got money coming out with his, his his wazoo all from the real world. This all started the on real MTV. World, there you go. I, did, I, just, is, I just want to say that the, the real world reboot is coming to uh, Paramount Plus March fifth, uh, which obviously he probably won't be able to do nothing with it because of conflicting networks. But I will I will say this too: the Miz the Miz Russell's in Prada, so yes. <laughs> he say, can't he can't lose. My man went from getting his ass whipped by Coral, you know, on MTV. <laughs> To being a two-time Grand Slam champion. And you know what, Miz? As much as people want to punch you in the face, kudos to you for doing your job well for so long that even if you're a transitional champion, you're still going to cash them checks and you're still going to piss people off. Kudos to Mike the Miz Mizanin. And he got his dad over on television. Think about that. He got his cranky-looking old man over on television. Merchant now and doing meet and greets. Yep. (laughs) You can't lose, Miss. You are the GOAT, the Hall of Famer first ballot. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I just gotta say one other thing. Every time I, th- I think about the Miz, I don't even think about wrestling. I just think about a brand. I think that yep. he just gets everything. The fact that he does wrestling is cool, but he's just a brand. He, I don't, I don't consider him just a wrestler. He's let me ask this question. Sports let entertainer. He let is let a true sports entertainer. Is he yep. in WWE sense? Not, not all media, but in WWE sense, is he a bigger sports entertainer than The Rock was for WWE sense? Now the rocks in a whole other stress. Yeah. No, the rocks are different stress. I can't even. I couldn't even find one aspect. I think he was better than the rock. Rock was just the rock is the bar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I give you Rock's a good the one. exception to every rule. I give you a good one. Yeah. Is he bigger than Stone Cold? Is he Stone Cold? Sports entertainment. I'm telling yeah. you, Stone Cold was probably the hottest wrestler, but as a brand, he still can't even hit iron. Like these shows that he's having in movies. Are just nothing. The real he's world. a great interviewer, but outside of that, like acting never worked out for him or any of that. Yeah. But the but, Miz, right. the Miz, Stone hit. Cold isn't as the key with Stone Cold. Stone Cold is not as versatile. Stone yep. Cold can be Stone Cold. Yep. The Miz yep. can be a lot of different things depending yep. on the role. He can be the husband. He can be the dad. He can be yep. the wrestler. He can be the guy you want to punch in the face. He's more versatile. That's the difference. Yep. But I don't know. Look, we'll talk more about the whole WrestleMania picture. We got a lot of weeks to go with that, so we'll have uh, more on that. Uh, Jamal, let's let's get to the news really quick. Um, and uh, which I'm sure we have a lot of this week. What you got, man? Okay, so the first thing is uh, rest in peace to Joseph Hudson. Uh, you may know him as Josephus. Uh, I know him as the Question Mark. The reason why I watched NWA Power. But um, unfortunately, he passed away uh, last night, I believe. Mm-hmm. There was a tweet from uh, Dutch Mantel, who you would know as Seth Coulter in WWE. And he says, um, this is early this morning, just before 1 a.m. Eastern. Sad news tonight, my friend Joseph Hudson, who went by the name Josephus and betrayed a young Bruiser Brody in Dark Side of the Ring episode one, passed away tonight. It's This isn't confirmed, but Dutch says it's believed that he either suffered a stroke or an aneurysm. So mm. um, a lot of love uh, pouring out mm. and support for the guy, uh, yeah, John Thunder Rosa, Cheeseburger, Marquez, uh, Billy Corrigan, um, Aaron Stevens, uh, uh, Wade Barrett, you know, uh, a lot of people are reaching out. And, and, and you know, Mongrovia mourns tonight because uh, Josephus was – you know, pretty damn good wrestler, solid hand, but the question mark was like one of the things that kept NWA going, at least in my mind. Um, Unfortunately, he passed away. Hmm. Ric Flair turned 72 today. He did? Yeah. Um, I didn't think he was turning 72. I didn't think he would be here this long. So, Well, his liver left years ago, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think he died... The thing he died technically twice, right? At least between, twice. Between the plane crash and the uh, near heart heart attack thing, heart yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so good on Ric Flair for um, cheating death one more year. Yeah. Um, if you've been watching the AEW tournament on amongst all of its uh, social media platforms and uh, sprinkled into dynamite, uh, if you caught a bit of the pre-show on Tout, uh, you may have noticed that a lot of the Japanese side. A lot of their contestants come from Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling (TJPW) mm-hmm. and Choco Pro Wrestling, uh, which is led by one of the one of the contestants, Emi Sakura. Um, Choco Pro is a hell of a show, and I've discovered it because of the Japanese side of the tournament. 
really good talent, really interesting venue. It's basically like the size of a barbershop, but they put a giant, you know, 15 by 15 mat, gym mat in this room the size of a barbershop, and they wrestle their asses off. No rings, touch the wall for for a rope break, uh, all the mat wrestling. Uh, I saw one dude do a suicide dive through the window, and it was insane. Uh, so Choker Pro Wrestling starts hey, up. Clip it, clip it, and throw it on social media, or it didn't happen. <laughs> um, I, I, I will, I will send you the GIF. But, um, but yeah, uh, Choker Pro Wrestling starts this weekend. Uh, episode ninety uh, starts up sooner than later. I think it's the twenty seventh, uh, ten a.m. Japanese time, which is eight p.m. Eastern here, the 26th, just before Ring of Honor starts. So, yay, Saturday night. Um, and yeah, Ring of Honor has actually been picking up pretty well, too. It's been a good time, and it's consistently coming on at 10 o'clock. So, I am not mad at that. Speaking of Ring of Honor, EC3 is signed there. Apparently, EC3 and uh, Jay Briscoe was supposed to have a match for Final Battle. EC3 tested positive for COVID-19 back then. Um, but EC, but Ethan um, has controlled his narrative and signed with Ring of Honor. I'm not sure how that gimmick works now since he sold out. Yeah, much to my point earlier, like there, there has to be some explaining. This had to either be a securing the bag movement, or there must be a very, very lengthy written contract here as far as right. what he can and cannot do. So right. we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that goes, but uh, it, but you know what? Slow, slowly and very quietly, Ring of Honor is starting to put some pieces together mm-hmm. and get some consistency in place. Uh, if you don't live in Baltimore like the rest of the country doesn't and aren't able to see Ring of Honor when it premieres in that mm-hmm. one town at that one Do time. Baltimore even live in Baltimore at this point? They don't like to admit it, but you know they know what's up. Shout out to my um, man Brian. The last mm. person living in Baltimore mm. right now. They're make a movie about it. Last black man in Baltimore. Um, <laughs> but if you're not in the in the in the market when it premieres around the world in Baltimore, then you can watch it. Of course, the watch along is seven o'clock on Mondays on ROH Honor uh, Club and uh, Fight TV, I think. So you know, good for Ring of Honor finally dragging their feet to some sort of consistency. Also, um, New Japan, Castle Attack is this weekend. That's happening the 27th and the 28th. Um, if you're going to Osaka, then you're going to be there at 2 o'clock. That's when the doors open. It's noon time on Sunday. What does that mean for here? It's a 4 p.m. start on Saturday in Japan, which is 2 a.m. here. Nope. Um, and then, of course, it's 2 p.m., in Japan on Sunday, which is midnight on Saturday um, here. So, yeah, I'm not really doing that. But, yeah, but uh, Castle Attack is kind of a big deal. Uh, on March 4th, which is a Thursday, it's uh, New Japan's anniversary show. That's live at 5 o'clock, which is 3 a.m. here. Nah. They, they're really going to need to put a lot of that stuff on that Roku channel uh, that they've you know, cooked up. So New Japan, you have this product, cut it up a little bit, edit it, and then regurgitate it back on Roku. You kind of need to do that. 
Also, also, Progress, Chapter 105 is happening this weekend. As Progress is starting back up. I believe that's on the WWE Network. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, British wrestling is what it is right now, but at least Progress is back and it is on the network. Uh, NXT UK is tonight. That was 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, 8 p.m. GMT. Uh, VXS, Violence and Severin. Uh, they have a, a show this weekend on the 27th in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. I think that's on Independent Wrestling TV. Um, New Japan Strong, of course, is this weekend. That's Friday nights on New Japan World. Uh, SmackDown, of course, is Friday night. And then you have uh, on Sunday on BR Live, not Bleacher Report, not the TNT app, not Tau, <laughs> not Club Penguin, but not BR YouTube. Live, not YouTube, none of those. Um, it's BR Live. It's the AEW leftover uh, meat of the women's special. Um, it's just called the AEW Women's Tournament. The stuff that we couldn't fit on Dynamite because we needed to show Jake Hager versus Brandon Cutler instead yeah. of actually progressing the women's tournament because, you know, that makes sense. Um, but that's going to be, I think, Saturday at 7 on BR Live. And if you don't know where BR Live, you have time to Google it. Uh so, yeah, so that's a lot of the stuff that's happening this weekend. The very last thing about shows, of course, is new, more shows, more dark. <laughs> Thank Christ, Buddha, Allah, and anyone that's listening that we get more dark. Wait. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, is it, are you about to explain what how this pertains to, what's, what's it called? The, the new show? Calm down. I'm getting there. Let me, let me work. All right, cool. All right, um, all right. Good thing. So, so AEW Dark Elevation will come on Mondays at 7 p.m. on the YouTube channel. AEW Dark will wear regularly at Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on that same YouTube channel. Uh, Dark Elevation starts March 15th. The big show and Tony Schiavone will be a commentary. Dark <laughs> itself will go as planned on Tuesdays. Now, what's the difference and why should you care? Mm. Well, the thing about Dark and the reason why I've actually taken a liking to it more than really any other show out there is that we've seen how some people get the rise to the top and separate themselves from the known jobbers. Your pineapple pizza of the world, uh, bear country is coming and kicking ass and, and, and doing a thing. Red Velvet uh, is kicking ass and doing a thing. Kylan King, they should use more. Why didn't they re-sign Christy James? Uh, you know, a lot of these people have come out and made names in themselves and become mainstays on Dark. Cool. But what about the ones that haven't? What about the ones that they're not really sure about? What about the ones that are kind of on the bubble? Well, they're going to go to regular Dark. Dark Dark. Like Wesley Snipes Dark. <laughs> it's the Dark pre-show. Exactly. Oh so like... God. Uh, so Terrence Howard Dark, a little bit lighter than that, uh, is going to be Dark Elevation. <laughs> we're out of the darkness now, but we're not, we're still kind of dark. So Wesley Snipes Dark is Tuesday at 7. Don Cheeto Dark is Monday at 7. And, <laughs> Don Cheeto Dark. Yeah. So it's a little bit lighter. The big question for, for Michael, me now Michael is Blaskin Tuesday Dark, dark still going to be two hours long? Well, I that's what I don't know. And that's what Are we split it like into an hour each or something. Is that that the idea? seems to make sense because they're already doing two hour shows for dark anyway. Right. Dark was two hours and fifteen minutes last week. The there were some marquee matches that were interesting enough that should have been on uh, Don Cheadle Dark. 
And then, of course, there were some matches that really needed some polish, but they need to get the work in. They don't do house shows, so you can put that on Snipes. <clears throat> and that's what I'm going to call it from now on. It's going to be Snipes, and it's going to be Cheeto, or somebody <laughs> a little bit lighter than uh, Don Cheeto. I haven't gotten there to that shade of dark that I'm looking for, but I'll let you know what I do. But AEW <laughs> Snipes, uh, Tuesday at 7, it's going to happen, and it's going to be kind of like the Florida circuit of NXT when they were just running guys that aren't ready for TV yet. Um, but then again, of course, for AEW, content is content, and mm-hmm. if you can get some people watching, then cool. But then, but then you have um, AEW lighter dark, you know, not not Terrence Howard yet, not, but somewhere Mo- between Mocha, Terrence Mocha Dark, Mocha Dark, Mocha Dark. Mocha dark. <laughs> uh, so AEW Mocha is uh, is happening um, on uh, on its on its. Sorry, Monday at 7. So that'll be interesting to see what that transforms into. It'll be interesting to see how Paul White does on commentary. It'll be interesting to see how he works with Tony Schiavone. And Schiavone, can, he's a pro. He can work with anybody. But Taz brings something with his you know, martial arts background. Excalibur knows every move in the Mexican wrestling handbook. Uh, Jericho has a certain charisma that you know kind of commands attention. We don't know what Paul White's going to do in commentary, so that's going to be very interesting to see how they elevate these guys on AEW Mocha. So, uh, yeah, so March 15th, that's going to be very interesting to see what happens, and it's going to happen then on a Monday. So more dark. Huzzah. (laughs) That's the news for this week. All right. So, yeah, that's interesting. All I can say is make me a believer. We'll we'll see. But, yeah. Well, folks, do we have anything else we want to cover or say before we roll out? Mr. Popo may be the AEW Dark I need. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Popo Dark. Because that's dark. That is dark. Oh, yeah. oh, Darkness, yeah. everybody. Darkness. Darkness is, yeah. Oh, you're the dark order. Well, folks, um, each and every Thursday, we're back live on uh, our socials. You can, uh, you know, get all our latest news and information updates at BigOBLGroup.com. Uh, join in with us live each week uh, so you can engage in our debates and throw us some questions, shape up our our, our, our discussions for tonight. Um, as I said in the beginning of the show, um, uh, definitely step over to our Patreon, which uh, we're revamping, um, which the focus is early access to things. And even starting at a dollar, you can get uh, early access to not just content with Big O Bell podcast, but all of Big O Bell media. So mm-hmm. um, step over there and you can uh, definitely uh, get a gist of uh, the things we're going to be offering. And also that gives you the opportunity that once we go off the air, which we're about to do in a second, Come hang out with us a little bit longer as we still always talk for like a little bit longer in preparation and plan. So you can be a part of that as well, too. Um, any other like little last questions and stuff y'all want to have? We try to keep it to like a, a certain time frame. So that's why, you know, but we, we still got a lot to talk about. But um, nonetheless, um, other than that, definitely at our Twitter page, you will see our buy-ins or our play-ins for the uh, wrestling theme song March Madness so you can uh, see your favorite and maybe the person you have no clue who he is uh, win it all <laughs> I don't know who that guy is man Cinderella <laughs> story um, place your votes there and uh, we will get started next week in the middle of each show um, basically 
voting for our favorite theme songs and uh, we'll ultimately crown a winner uh, at WrestleMania week. So that's how that's going to work. But anyway, if you have any questions or anything, you know, just hit us up on the socials and uh, definitely we look forward to hearing from y'all. We thank everybody for the support and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Thank you for tuning in, folks.